going to start back on the duties of a saint. I'm going to pick it up at 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and get right off into the pass of scriptures that we'll be studying on. Amen. So if you would, please go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 Lord have mercy this has been a constantly trying week man so I feel you <laughs> and I hope you feel me <laughs> first Corinthians Chapter 10, verse 1 says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized under Moses in the cloud and the sea. Now, here he's saying, I don't want you to be unlearned. Amen? That our forefathers, those that came before us, were all under and protected by the cloud in which God's presence was there. And they went before with God and every one of them passed safely through the Red Sea and was baptized unto Moses. Why do they say it was baptized under Moses? Because they all passed under the water. They all passed through the Red Sea. Amen. They all was under the leadership of Moses. Amen. So then it said in the third verse, And did eat all the same spiritual meat. They, and they did drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Amen. So, here again. They ate the same spiritual. The supernatural given food. What supernatural giving food? The manna that fell from on high. Amen. And they drunk the spirit, the, the spiritual, the supernatural drink. That drink that came from the rock. That was supernatural. Now listen to how they got all of this supernatural uh, 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 supplement, so to speak. Supplied to them in the wilderness where there was no water, where there was no food, but God still supplied their every need. Now, think about God supplying your every need. Now, now that I got you there, let's go to the next one. But with many of them, God was not pleased. For they were overthrown. Oh, even though God supply your every need, is he pleased with you? 
But with many of them, God was not well pleased. So guess what? That means to tell me that we have to have our priorities straight to where we are trying to please God instead of pleasing ourselves. We, caught, we get caught up in, 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 in our flesh pleasure and think we're doing God a service, but you're not. Now, look what God said so that you would know. It said, verse 6 says, Now these things were our, our what? They were our example. Huh? They were our example as to what happened to the nation of Israel in the wilderness. And then he said, to the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they also lust. Now the nation of Israel was the people of God, but they still had some stuff in them that God had to get out of them, and because they wouldn't let God get out of it, so some of them, he overthrew them in the wilderness. He killed them. Amen. So, and, and, and here it's saying, this is an example for you, a warning and an and admonition for us not to desire, crave, for the same thing that they were doing in the wilderness. So then 7th verse says, Neither be you idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sit down to eat and drink and rose up to play. He said, Do not worship false gods. As some of them did, where it was written, the people sat down and eat and drank and sacrificed offerings to a golden calf that was handmade by man and called it a god. And they rose up to sport themselves, to dance. And, uh, the the ninth, the, the eighth verse says, As some of them committed and fell in one day. How many? Three and twenty thousand. Let me tell you. We better be glad for the mercies of God through Jesus Christ. It is because Jesus Christ bought us grace and mercy by his blood that we have not all been consumed. Come on now. Twenty and three thousand and it said suddenly fell dead in a single day. Can you imagine That many people dropping, 23,000 folks dropping in one day. Oh, 
almost make you think a pandemic was going on in it was god sent one god sent a sickness and they dropped in one day amen the 10th verse says neither mama uh-oh wow somebody should have said wow uh, should have said hallelujah so I wouldn't have known that you was one of them. Did I skip nine? Let's move up to nine then. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed. Snake bitten. God wasn't pleased with a lot of them and they got snake bitten. Wow. It said we should not tempt the Lord. Try his patience. Become a trial to him. Huh? Critically appraising him and exploiting his goodness as some of them did and were killed by poisonous serpents. Wow. Can you just imagine a whole bunch of snakes flowing into the camp? <laughs> Getting in your sleeping bag. Because you know they was all sleeping on the ground. Huh? Getting inside your tent. You roll out your bed, roll there. There's a snake. Huh? Do not God know how to get folks' attention? But 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 he wasn't even through yet. Now we we talking about all of this time God is constantly killing folks. Okay? Now, now, we ain't through yet. Go to verse 10. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and they were destroyed of the destroyer. So, there was a certain amount of folk got killed for this. There was a certain amount of folk got killed for that. There's a certain amount of folk got killed for their mouth. Huh? Nor this continually complain as some of them did and was put out of the way entirely by the destroyer. The destroyer is death. So God was constantly killing people in the wilderness. And not only that, the scripture said that he left that there for our example so that we don't follow the example of them. Verse 11 says, Now all these things happen unto them for an example, and they are written for our ammunition upon whom the end of the world... Wow! Ain't it going to be... It's going to be sad that, that God, he, he said, well, Lord, I didn't know that he said, I left an example for you what I do. I left in my word what I would do just in case you wanted to follow their pathway. These things beheld them by the way of a figure as an example and warning for us. They were written to admonish and fix us for right action and good instruction. Wow. 
He left this stuff for you to fix what was wrong with you. Did y'all hear it? He left them examples so we can fix what's wrong with us before we wind up like they did. Think about it. Seems like he went, he's going out of the way to show us a way not to fall like the children of Israel did in the wilderness. So I'm going to leave this stuff an example so you can correct your actions before I have to turn and do what I did to them. Because it's going to be unfair if God don't do to us what he did to them if we were following their ways. You see what I'm saying? So he's saying, I'm giving you a chance. So I'm going to leave this for an example. So you'll know what I'll do, what I will do. Oh, God is a merciful God. God is saying, I'm leaving you an example so you'll know what I'll do. Amen. So, 12 verse says, Wherefore let him that think he stand take heed. Hey, don't put no confidence in you. Don't put no confidence in what you think. You better go by what the word of God say. God did not leave any room for your thoughts in his word. He left us clear instructions. So therefore, let him that think it. Huh? He's talking about you thinking in your own mind. You got your own thoughts. You got your own set of ideals. Huh? Let him think he's standing. Take heed. Huh? Lest he fall. Think he stands. Who feels sure that he has a steadfast mind. And standing firm. Huh? This day and time is tough. To keep your mind straight, you got to put an effort. Huh? You, 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 you got to push yourself to keep yourself straight. Amen. And if you don't push yourself to keep yourself straight, you will not stand firm in the gospel. Take heed lest you fall. Fall what he's saying. Take heed lest you fall back into sin. Because that's what he's referencing to. Amen. So we see baptism is essential. Amen. Israelites had to be baptized under Moses. We must be baptized under Christ. As the Israelite was brought under Moses' authority and leadership. We got to be, we got to come up under the leadership of Christ. Come on, somebody. So, I'm going to skip Ephesians. I'm going to drop it. I might get a chance to go back and get it, but I'm going to go down here and get 1 Corinthians chapter 4 while I'm in here. Oh, in the verse. It says two, but we're going to do one and two. Okay? Are we there? Let's read that, please. Let a man also account of us as the ministers of Christ 
and stewards of the, the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found, be found what? It's more, it is essential required for a steward that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of trust. Can God trust you? Come on, somebody. God ain't gonna give you nothing he can't trust you with. I, I, I don't care how you sweeten up your words and say, trust me, Lord. He, he, he saw what was in your heart. It's bad you saying, trust me, Lord, out of your, uh, out of your mouth, but there's theft in your heart. Come on now. Deception be in your heart, but yet still your mouth is speaking sweet words. But God didn't look at what came out your mouth. He looked what was deep down inside you. Amen. So there is a, 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 a level of requirement out of all saints. Requirements of God is not to be ignored. Come on, somebody. But we constantly do it. It's not to be taken lightly. But we constantly do it. And you know why we constantly do it? Because of the fact that we're still riding on grace and mercy and we're taking advantage of riding on grace and mercy, but we ain't careful, it's going to catch us and we're going to be left out. See, back then, God deal with it right then and there. Because huh? the Bible tells us the, the, it's because of the mercy of the God that we have not been consumed like the children of Israel was in the wilderness. So guess what? Now since Christ and Cain, we're, 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 we're operating off of grace and mercy. Huh? Amen. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, well, because it's not happening right now, we think we are in the clear. And the only thing it does is causing us to get either more lazier, more, uh, more slack in what we're supposed to be doing. Come on, somebody. Uh, uh, not more consecrated on the callings and other things like that because we're riding on grace and mercy and God has not just totally cut us off we assume that we're okay you are to be faithful in your service to God and that is what God is looking for are you faithful? Come on, somebody. If, if, if God had something for you to do and you wasn't here, how can you get it done? How can you get the assignment? Huh? You think you're going to ring your doorbell come to your house? I don't think so. You're supposed to come to him. Come on, somebody. God ain't the table server. Amen. So, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Jumping around, y'all beat me up at Sunday. Y'all ain't, ain't 
ain't gonna beat me up today. Second Timothy, starting at the 14th verse. Let's read it, please. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Don't get out there. Uh, 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 you know how y'all get in these Bible battles? Come on, somebody. Y'all get in there with these Bible battles with other folks. God said, don't strive about words of, to no profit. Amen. But to the subverting to the heroes. Amen. Remind them, the people of the fact, solemnly charge them in the presence of the Lord to avoid petty, controversial, what you going to be controversial about? The scriptures. Petty controversial over words, which does no good but upset and undermine the faith of the hearers. Somebody else is listening. Y'all on the battlefield. Come on, somebody. What's one of them word games? <coughs> Y'all battling... Y'all battling to, 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 to see who, who, who going to be the winner in God's word. God's the only winner. Amen. And then it tells us in the 15th verse, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. You got to study and be eager to do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trials. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing. See, and here's the, here's the problem here. Folks go out and teach themselves and don't know how to analyze the word of God. Because what God said in one place has a reference to it somewhere else. And you have to get the full scope of what God is talking about. And then it said, accurately dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching. Oh, and the only way you can be skillfully teaching the word of God, you got to be studious. Come on now. Been in his way for a while now. There's always something new in there. There's always something that you overlooked. It's always something that you didn't follow up on. Come on, somebody. So it said, "Look what he said in the night in the night in the sixteenth verse." But shun profane and vain babbling, for they will increase unto more. Uh, so it don't make you look good. Come on now. It adds to you ungodliness. Huh? But avoid empty, vain, and useless idle talk. For it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. Amen. So guess what? Look how the enemy tries to pull you out. 
Huh? He tried to pull you out and all that stupid talking. Come on, somebody. And then after a while, guess what? You start finding it funny. <laughs> Come on now. Then the next thing you know, you done got into the conversation with them. Just that easy. Amen. So, watch it. Be careful. And most of all, you need, and I need, and everybody need to study the Word of God so that you don't get trapped up in that stupidness. <clears throat> Amen. Why? Because you're supposed to be a soldier, one that is faithful to the call. Huh? And we're all called to the kingdom. So you got to be faithful to the call. So what we have to do? We have to shun that vain babbling. Amen. Well, we'll go back up and grab Ephesians 6 before we go to Titus. Ephesians 6, verses 10. Now, keep in mind, these are the duties of a saint. And, 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 and here is Paul's final instructions to the saints of God. And verse 10 says, he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power. Wait a minute. He said for you to be strong in the Lord, not in yourself. Huh? And then he said, and be empowered through the union with him. Drawing your strength from him. That strength which is bountiful and mighty that provides. All the things that you're getting ought to be coming from God. Amen. That you're not relying on you. You're not relying on your flesh. You're not relying on your strength. I don't know about y'all, but probably me, James, and Lamont, our strength about all gone anyway. Huh? Come on, somebody. Things we used to do, we can't do no more. I don't know about you sisters. <laughs> so I have, to re I have to rely on God's strength. Amen. Even in pain, I have to rely on God's strength. So then he went on to say, he first of all gave you the, the introduction of being strong in the Lord. And the uh, and, and, and only way we're going to uh, be strong in the Lord is the matter of fact, we gotta we have to keep a uh, 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 bond between us and God. We have to we have to keep God uh, in 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 our life. And on the way that you can you can be uh, uh, strong in God, God got to be strong in you. Did y'all get that one? The eleven verse says, 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand again. Oh, you need the armor because you're going to come under attack. Did y'all hear him? He told you to put the armor on because Paul already knew that you was going to come under attack. Paul is telling you something that he had already done experience. When he feeds you chapter 6. Amen. Put on God's whole armor, not part of it. The whole armor. You know what? Singing, just singing ain't the whole armor. Come on, somebody. You got to sing. You got to pray. You got to worship. You got, you got to get, you got to get down to where the Holy Ghost pays you a visit. You got to have some communication with you and God. Come on, somebody. You got to put on the whole arm of God. Because you're going to be under an attack. Put on the whole arm of God, the heavy armed soldier with God supplies, that you may be able to successfully stand against all the strategy and the deception of the devil. And if you don't stay in the word of God, you're going you're gonna to fall to his strategies. You're going to fall to his deception. Come on, somebody. So God had a reason for every saint uh, uh, to put on the whole arm of God. He wasn't just talking to the preacher. He was talking to, to the body of Christ to put on the whole arm. Amen. You can't, you can't leave something off because it's too, you feel like it's, it's, it's uncomfortable for you or too heavy for you. The devil get the pouncing on you, you wish you had a had it on. So, the 12 verses are not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high. And you wondering what's happening when somebody don't like you and you don't know why. Stop wrestling with flesh and blood. Huh? We do more fighting with flesh and blood, not realizing that the true enemy is in the midst of the battle. And it's causing you to lose the battle. Because you're fighting with your flesh instead of you're fighting a spiritual warfare. You're not wrestling with flesh and blood. You're not contending only with a physical opponent. He might be in the physical opponent. Amen. But you don't have to get down in the dirt with the physical opponent. Because then you just lost your grip. Amen. So you are fighting against principalities. You are fighting against the master power of this world. So he has plenty of strategies to pull against you. So now you see why you need God's armor on. Because if you don't have God's armor on, you're going to fall 
to his game. You're going to fall to his strategy. You're going to fall to his deception. He already got your opponent out of God. Now he's going to work on getting you back out of God. I don't know why they don't like me. Who cares? Amen. Well, I'm trying to go. It ain't based on how, who, why many folks like me and who, who do and who don't. Amen. Go ahead. And you don't stoop to their level. And you know, it's and 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 guess what? It ain't no easy job either. It's not no easy job. You know why? Because look how long, look how long you was out in the world, and everybody said something out of place to you. It was on, huh? It was on because guess what? And down in you, it's still down there. You have to tell it, get down, boy, get down, huh? I'm telling you, Roe, because Roe, hey, Roe, I'm telling you because I didn't see him try to rise up in me. You got to tell him, get down, huh? Because if you don't get him to get down, Roe, you're going to get out of character. And you're going to give him some of that old stuff you used to have. Might pull that knife out. <laughs> yes, sir. It's actually uh, reference angels and demons. We're fighting against angels and demons. A lot of time we think about, you just think about in, in the natural, but this is a spiritual battle. And we've got to, main, we've got to remember where, uh, where we should be fighting at. And a lot of times it's, uh, if you resist the devil, he's going to flee. If you don't open your mouth, he's going to take off. But if you open your mouth, he's going to have a fight. So first you got to conquer yourself in order to be able to fight. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The fight for the saint of God is really spiritually, not uh, uh, physically. Amen. So you have to be careful because the spirits that you fighting gets in other folks. And they will cause you to react to them instead of them reacting to you. So that's why you have to understand uh, what you're up against. Amen. The devil, he comes, his, his spirits come in all type of forms. And he come to take you out of character. Amen. Because he is the master spirit of this world. The ruler in this present darkness against spirits, forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural spirit. So guess what? This war 
that we are fighting is over our head. Amen. So you have to make sure that you put on the whole armor of God. Because you're going to run up against some demonic spirits in people. Amen. The 13th verse says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil days, and having done all to stand. Now, we're in those evil days. Huh? And you got to be, you got to put God's complete armor on that you may be able to resist and make your stand, stand firm in God. Amen. Stand firm and grounded because these days are evil. These days are dangerous. And having done all that you're supposed to do to stand firmly in your place, the 15th verse says, now the 14th verse says, stand therefore. So after you done did everything you're supposed to do in God, he says, still, you stand there. And let God do something. See, you do what you're supposed to do and God will pick up the rest. Amen. He says, stand therefore having your lawns girded about with truth. You got to have the truth of God's word. And having your blessed, uh, having on the breastplate of righteousness. That's why you can't allow, you can't allow them to get you to give, come out of character. He's going to try everything he can to pull you out. Why? Because you got a bullseye on you. You've been targeted. Come on, somebody. And you got you to make a stand in God and stand firm in it. Amen. You've been saying something, Pastor? Yeah, that's why we have to resist the devil. And a lot of us don't realize that's our, one of our main, major arsenal against the devil. We see him, but we resist. We resist. We don't let that stuff come out of our mouth. We don't acknowledge, okay, that somebody's trying to cross you. But when we give in to all of that, then we succumb to uh, uh, the enemy. We, we don't have uh, 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 our, we don't have ourselves uh, in a good position to stand mm -hmm. against the wiles of the devil because guess what now now most of us or all of us rather we think I'm going to take this much and I ain't taking nothing else ain't nobody going to say this to me and ain't nobody going to you on your way to hell because the devil is going to make sure somebody say that to you because mm -hmm. when you was out there you said it to somebody else you did. You antagonize somebody else. You push somebody else's button, and the devil gonna make sure he push your button because he knows what's in you. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you got to be able to stand. Mm -hmm. And see, a lot of times we try to forget what we said and what we did, uh -huh. and then we want to blame all of it on him. 
But we've got to be able to know the enemy and know what's in us. Amen. 15 verse says, And your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got to make peace. Huh. Our duty is to be at peace. Amen. We are to be at peace with all men. Said if possible. And if it ain't possible, shake the dust off your feet and go on about your business. Amen. There's one thing that I've, I've always marveled about Jesus when Pilate and everybody was doing everything they could to him. The Bible said he opened not his mouth. If you can shut up, you'll get the victory. Mm -hmm. But if you keep wagging your tongue, you're going to lose it because you're going to come out at some point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And guess what? You got to work at that. That don't come easy. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't easy when you was out there. So you got to work at that. Amen. So... Because he said, you got you to gotta have the preparation of the gospel of peace. These are the things that's going to cause you to be saved in the midst of a struggle, in the midst of chaos, in the, in the midst of the devil's attack. You got to shine like a light in the midst of his attack. Because he's going to come. You, you, you just was you yourself up for he's coming if he ain't already there. Amen. 16th verse says, above all, take the shield whereby we shall be able to quench all the fire. That he gonna be throwing stuff at you left and right. And if your if your faith is raggedy. Good God Almighty. You ain't going to leave it up to God to win the battle. You're going to try to win it yourself. Huh? He's going to throw everything possible your way. That's why you got to take up uh, the shield of your saving faith. And you got to, because you, it's going to take it for you to quench all these fiery missiles that he's going to be shooting at you. He can shoot them too, can't he? And you know what? For the working people, he shoots a lot of them at them. Folks that's on a job, he shoots a lot of them at them. Amen. But guess what? It's sad when the ones that don't work can't stay equipped. You ain't on the fire yet. But guess what? The fire is coming. Amen. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you what I know because when I was still in the, in the, in the uh, job world, I got dot shot at me every kind of way you can think of. And all the things I can hear God saying is, don't worry about it. <laughs> And guess what I found out? He knew what he was talking about. 
When he said, don't worry about that mean I got this. And every time he had it. Come on, somebody. But guess what? If you try to fight them yourself, oh, Lord, have mercy. You, you, you in trouble. Amen. They're going to have you up on the carpet. And you're going to be the play right into the enemy's hand. God told me when the, on my previous job, when I got the uh, job in electronics, mm -hmm. God told me that they might not like you, but they're going to respect you. Uh-huh. And he worked that and thing he worked out, it out just like that. Uh-huh. Yes, he will. Amen. Because yeah. they, 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 they talked about me, girl. You wouldn't believe it. They talked about me, so they told me I better call uh, Obama and see can I get me a custodian job in the White House. Because you're going to lose your job. God said, don't worry about it. Show you how God said, don't worry about it. I, I, be, I became the third in command in the, in the maintenance department. Amen. Without a, with, with, without a high education. I was over every post office in the city of Little Rock. Amen. And then God moved me even further than that. I became, I became superintendent. And then I became supervisor over all the mechanics that worked over there in the big house over there. And then they had, I had to send them out to all the other stations to fix whatever was wrong. So don't tell me what God won't do. They, and like the pastor said, they didn't like it, but they had to respect it. Amen. And then when I went off and left them high and dry and then the main boss came back and found out that I was gone, he was highly upset. Where is Larry Bean at? They say he retired. What? Yes, ma'am. And it seemed like the post office, the maintenance part of it, built it up ever since then. Come on, somebody. I ran into him at the, at, at, at the uh, credit union. And boy, he said, boy, you know me and you ran that place, didn't you? I said, yeah, we did. Amen. So you have to watch how you fight them battles, especially on them jobs. Amen. They don't like you, but God will make them respect you. Amen. So, so the scripture says on the 17th verse, take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the helmet. What you need a helmet for? You got to protect your mind. You need to protect your mind. You, you got to keep your mind stayed on Christ Jesus if you're going to stay in perfect peace. Amen. If the enemy can take away your mind, he got you. Amen. So you got to watch what you give your mind over to. And guess what? You're going to give your mind over to spirits. 
Remember now, you're in a spiritual warfare. So the thing that's going to attack your mind is going to be spirits. Everything that comes to you ain't God. You need to understand that. Every spirit that talks to you is not God. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. when people start doing all this meditation and, and a lot of people don't realize that's part of the Middle Eastern religion and that part of occultism that allows spirits channeling and all that stuff to enter into them you know you know the basically you know uh, when we used to be the only problem we had in America we was getting high then we you know we had different types of spirits, but now these this suicidal spirit. It used to be uh, very uh, odd to for especially somebody of color to be known to commit suicide. Very seldom. Now it is so common because uh, people have gotten into all that Eastern religion, meditation, and all, all this other stuff, and and it, all it is is an open door for spirits. Uh huh. Absolutely. And if you notice that when one of these mass killings go on and they get they get the person that, that, that he's alive, look at his eyes. Look into his eyes, they are. Like he ain't even there. That's right. It's like he's not even there. Because there's another spirit there. Amen. But somebody that just go off and just on a killing spree and kill up a whole lot of people, if they catch him, look at his eyes. You'll see that he's operating on another spirit. Amen. So that's why you have to watch the confrontations. Because the spirit is going to try to make you have a confrontation with him. Amen. So, he said, for you to take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We don't utilize the power that's in the word of God. Amen. The word of God is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. If you are in God, he gave you power. Come on, somebody. You got power to diffuse what the enemy is trying to get you to do. Amen. So, 
Then he said, 18 verse, pray always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now here he's telling you on every occasion and every season you pray. Amen. Now you got to actually pray. Come on, somebody. You got to actually tell God your situation. Huh? Don't you rely on speaking in tongues to tell God a message. Because it's not giving God a message. The tongue is to give your soul a message. You need something from God. You need to tell God. If you ain't opening your mouth and telling God plainly the problem you got, your message is not getting there. Hello, somebody. You got to pray with all manner of the prayer and entreatment. To the end, keeping alert and watching with strong purpose and perseverance. Come on, somebody. So you got to make your request. Did the scripture say make your request be known? It's got to be known. Come on now. I can't go and get Lamont no sleeves if he, if he didn't tell me he needed some sleeves. Get the Lamont. I'd have been down. Lamont, why you passing out blank tape? Uh, I needed some sleeves. Who did you tell? Amen. So therefore he had to make it known that he was running out of sleeves. The same thing, you want something from God, you got to make it known that you want something from God. Or God ain't got the answer. Did y'all get that? He is not obligated to answer nothing that you don't ask him. Interceding on the behalf of all the saints. God's consecrated people. We got to intercede for all saints. Huh? That's how we know we in God. When I can pray for you and you can pray for me and I ain't. And I don't have to be in your presence for me for you to pray for me. And you don't have to be in my presence for me to pray for you. Amen. Come on, somebody. Holy Ghost prayer is to lead you. Not to make requests for you. It's to lead you in righteousness and truth. Amen? So, let us go to Titus. Chapter 2.
verses 11 and 12. Let's read those two, please. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared. Ain't nobody going to have no excuse. Nobody was going to be left with an excuse because the grace of God has appeared to all men. And guess what? When it's all said and done, then the end comes. After everybody has been given an opportunity to receive salvation, amen, then the end shall come. And the book says, says, for the grace of God, his unmerited favor and blessing has come toward and appeared to deliver from sin and to eternal salvation to all mankind. So everybody had a chance to be saved, but they just won't be saved. Verse 12 says, teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this, in this what? In, in the right now world. You got to do this now. Huh? You got to be sober. Have you ever seen somebody that <laughs> get drunk and you tell them what they did the next day? No, me? I don't remember that. Boy, you were doing all sorts of things. What? You know that ain't like me. It was then. Because you wasn't living soberly. You wasn't living in your right mind. So now here he is, typifying, you got to live soberly and righteously and godly in this presence. You got to be mindful of what you do. Huh? You got to be not only mindful for what you do, you got to be mindful of the word of God in your doing. Amen? Why? Because it came to train you. Oh, we don't want the word to train us, Pastor. The word come to train us. Come on now. To uh, reject and renounce all the ungodliness of this world, this passionate and desires that we have in the world, but for us to live godly. Huh? And the enemy is going to try to bring you out of that. Every chance he gets, when you least expect it, he's going to try to bring you out of that. Amen. And we got to live that in this present world. You can't wait. You can't wait till you get to heaven to be godly. It's too late. You can't wait till you get to heaven to live righteously. It's too late. 